All right, welcome to the Fight for Our Season podcast. I am your host, Uncle Fox Matone, and tonight I'm here with my friend Robert from LA. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me on here. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we've been trying to hook up this whole time and you know link up and get this uh, po- episode recorded, but we you know we never had a chance with all the all the traveling you've been doing and you know all the ceremonies that have been coming up. So I'm glad right. we finally got a chance to sit down and actually talk. Yeah, everything seems to come out came out just right this time. Huh? Like I wasn't really doing anything this weekend, and and it was just like a, a ended up perfect for me. Yeah. Oh, great, great. So, um, um, I I wanted to talk about. Uh, just go ahead and introduce yourself and what do you do? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce myself a little bit traditional at first. Yes. So, Dagote Robert Orozco Gonse. She is a Anastasia Alonso Gonse. She been Dagote and said Shli. Los Angeles Gonsti Apache Stronghold Bishna Isid. How are you? Uh, my name is Robert Orozco. My uh, my great grandmother was uh, her name was Anastasia Alonso. Um, we're from uh, the we were Bendafe or or Chilicawa. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I currently live in Los Angeles, and I do work with the Apache Stronghold. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> So a lot of a lot of things like how how I met you, you might want to go to that, but uh, I probably want to start start by telling you my story. Okay, it's a pretty sure. uh, pretty amazing one. Um, as you know, I am a type two diabetic. Okay. Um, about seven years ago, I went to the hospital thinking that I had the flu, mm-hmm. and uh, whenever we were growing up, my my grandmother and and everybody always said, "Hey, uh, juice up, do all these things to try to." You know, when you have the flu and you feel better, eat a lot of oranges, drink a yeah. lot of orange juice. I went to the hospital because I thought I had a high fever because I was losing consciousness. I'm moving back up a little bit. When I, in my house, we quarantined. So when we were sick, we quarantined. So I went in the room and my wife went out in the in, into the living room and slept on the couch where we lived at that point. Mm-hmm. So I went into, into the room and I laid down. I laid down. I actually heard a voice tell me, get up or you're not going to get up. And back then, I had a lot of, you know, I never wanted to go to the hospital. didn't like seeing the doctors or anything like that. So it was kind of weird for me to immediately get up and tell my wife, hey, take me to the hospital. She didn't ask or anything like that. She just went and took me. Yeah. So when I went to the hospital, um, I was com- coming in and out of consciousness at this point. So I went to the hospital. They admitted me right away. And, I, you know, I, I, I thought it was just high fever. Mm-hmm. Um, next day I came to, and then my wife was sitting to the next, uh, sitting next to me while I was in the bed. And I asked my wife, Hey, did, did I hear the doctor? Right. And she goes, Hey, you know, what did you hear? And I said, the doctor said, if I didn't come in, I probably wouldn't be here. She goes, yeah, your, your body was shutting down. Oh, wow. Everything was all my organs were all shutting down. And so I walked out of the hospital, um, after a week's stay, uh, finding out I was one diabetic, um, number two had high blood high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So you know the three main things that uh, plague our people. Yeah. Um, and when I was released, they didn't know if I was type one or type two at that point because my the way my body was reacting. So I came out taking injections. I had uh, four insulin injections per day plus medication for uh, for for high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And this is all of a sudden, huh? Uh, well, you know, the doctor said, you know, I never want to believe the doctors, right? Yeah. Oh, you're pre-diabetic, you yeah. know, you know, watch exercise a whole bit, mm-hmm. but you never want to do that, right? Like, right, right. 
I don't know if it's the male ego or what. We just we don't want to listen, right? We no. say, hey, well, I want to I want to have my pizza. I want to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah, right. So, right. You know, and I drank heavily back then too, so I went on alcohol a little bit. So you know, mm-hmm. just I'm always thinking, oh, I'll take, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so let me fast forward from there. So two years later, my doctor took me off all medication. Wow. So and the reason being is twofold. I changed my diet dramatically over the two year span mm-hmm. and um, added exercise. Um, things uh, like I exercise regularly, went, went, used to run, used to go to other, uh, you know, lift weights, do but nothing really dramatic, you know, just to kind of keep, keep a little in shape. But, you know, this whole thing uh, kind of put me on the right track to be saying, hey, you know what, I need to do something if I want to be here longer. Yeah. Sa- you know, saves that. your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, and I, I attribute because when I talk to the people, I talk to the name, like when I go to the ceremonies and I talk to a lot of people over there mm-hmm. and I tell them, you know, the reason I am living and I live today is because uh, uh, the food from Nagasun, the mother earth killed me mm-hmm. because all my foods right now are really natural. I don't eat anything. I did a process of elimination because I used to take my blood, my blood thing, uh, my blood measurement. And, uh, once, once when I woke up, once before the meal, two hours after the meal for everything. So I'm taking it like 10 times a day. Yeah. Trying to figure out what I can and can't eat and figure out what I need to do. And I wanted my my sugar levels to reach where I was normal, like like how everybody is, like under 100 when you wake up and never over 110. Yeah. You know, like that's how I wanted my body to be. And so all my all my diets and my foods, which you tried, are geared towards that. Okay. Um, and so that... And my, my belief was this, because you, you tried my food, is yeah. that it has to taste good. Because even when I was back then, before I used to eat everything and everything, I didn't mm-hmm. like way, the way that either diet foods or vegan foods or vegetarian foods, I didn't like the way they taste. Yeah. It didn't taste real, right? Yeah. And that was, that was, the, that was the, biggest, the biggest thing for food for me is how do, how do I eat something? Because I had cravings just like everybody else. You know, I wanted, I wanted a burger. I wanted a pizza. Yeah. I wanted everything that I couldn't have cake. I, wanted all these different things and whenever i went through this process i figured out oh i can't have this i can't have that and it was a little frustrating so i had to figure out how to how to make it myself yeah <laughs> which which you tried right like so right. Like, i know sometimes it seems a little bit a little bit weird you know you, you try my tamales my tamales are right. non non-corn based in a little bit mm-hmm. and and it's hard for me to kind of tell people this like hey you need to change your diet because even by, I'm, I'm reflective on me back then um, I didn't want to change my mind either. Even yeah. when I, when doctor said, "Hey, you're, you know, you're teetering on these things," and the whole bit, I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll do it later. I'm, I'm okay. I wake yeah. up fine. I can eat whatever, and I feel good." Mm-hmm. Right? But just then, it, it wasn't that. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, but, which is crazy, and you know, going going through some some of the, you know, hearing that voice, mm-hmm. and it wasn't scary, but I hear that voice often. Yeah, telling me to say anything over, and it's. Especially now that I I, uh, I I came back to 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 with our people, you know, with, yeah. here, with you know with the with the ceremonies and stuff like that, it's even stronger. It's it's mm-hmm. it's. I'm not, I'm never, I was never like that before. Before my previous life, people yeah. say, oh, that guy likes to party too much. He likes to you know yeah. eat a bunch of pizza. I can sit there and eat a big old pizza from uh, from Domino's. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, it looks like you know, like I've I, I've eaten your food too, and and. It looks like it's a regular um, dish, but it's not. It's substituted with other things, and right. yet, like you, like you said, if 
Like for me, if you didn't tell me like what it really is, I I because it does it tastes good, and I think just <laughs> just the name of it, like I'm kind of like my father because my father would like drink Coke, or uh, and then you say, oh, it's diet, and he'd be like, oh, that's nasty, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so right, right. I think that I would I have that mentality too sometimes, and then um, like with the tamales, you know, and and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it definitely tastes good. Yeah, that's that whole psychological thing that yeah. we have going on. I, I have it too. Um, and my, my wife just re- recently went on diet. She lost 40 pounds in the last 60 days. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. she, she kind of went to a diet similar to mine where she eliminated a lot of the grains and the, and, and the flowers and stuff. And sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar, and, sugar and grains a lot. And she used to have this, like a lot of migraines before. Yeah. Um, she used to have like like she has a like plantar fasciitis. Uh, it's like an inflammation on your on your in your foot tendon. Yes. She hasn't had that since she started the diet. Wow. And it's just amazing. And I always tell people, food is your medicine. Yeah. Especially if it's not processed, it's from the earth, right? It's mm-hmm. from the earth. It's given to us by the Creator. And yeah. We need to embrace that. And yeah. I don't know how much I always tell. I talk to your uncle Lizard. I say, yeah, you know, we have that that uh colonized stomach yeah right. we need to get rid of yeah <laughs> and i don't know everywhere i go because you know i travel i travel to other people and everybody has that colonized stomach i don't, I don't know how to get rid of it I, mm-hmm. I don't know how we as a people can get rid of it for ourselves because we're kind of you know when you when you look at like uh, donkey bread and ash bread yeah wow that's you know they told me how the donkey bread came i'm like oh that's just colonized bread right there yeah, colonized right. brought it to us the army brought it to our people mm-hmm. wow like, but we think it's traditional and it's not. Yeah. And then, like, especially um, when I was growing up on the reservation, we had, uh, I, I remember standing in line for commodity food. And that was right. like, you know, oil and, you know, just a lot of food, like, you know, that right. co- commodity cheese that everybody loved. I mean, that was kind of like, we thought, like, was traditional food as we got older, you know, because that's what we always had was with right. commodity food and, and, you know, flour and things like that. But again, that was another way to try to eliminate you know the the natives by giving us this these kind of food that right. we um you know depend on <laughs> yeah that's hard to it's hard to change i see yeah. that when i bring because i bring my foods over to, to uh believe it or not i bring it to some of the ceremonies i yeah. didn't know this and vanessa was telling vanessa and uh and your uncle would say hey robert you know nobody's ever brought foods outside of the camps yeah do the whole thing and i was like what i, I had no idea right I yeah and so I was like, oh, that's, that's, I was kind of shocked and taken back. And, you know, yeah. I felt, I felt really embraced by, by not, you know, by, by the, by our people, Yeah, which was, you know, being, being, you know, being displaced, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my family was from, uh, from the Sonora region and yeah. we, we, we fled, we didn't go on the reservation. So we kind of hid amongst the yeah. Mexicans and stuff like that. And and then you know my 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 great grandmother migrated to L.A. and then ended up in Tulare, California, of all places, right? Right. So you know, and that's and so when I'm thinking about my aunts and my my the, the people that the Chiricahua people that came, like my aunts and my grandma, they used to work out the fields out there in Tulare. Yeah. And I was like, and they were involved in the movement. Yeah. <laughs> with the with the farmers, like, wow. So that's an untold story that Chiricahua people were actually the Apache people were in the movement as well at the forefront. Yeah, and it definitely. wasn't just the, the Mexicans or the Filipinos; it was also us. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I kind of kind of digress. But I kind of want to talk about more about food because I think that is an important thing for us. Yes, um, as a people, mm-hmm. um, is how do we get away from it? Yeah, how do we get away from the sugars? How do we get away from from you know just certain things? Because if we're already diabetic, we we can't 
we have to cut those off. We can't yeah. go back. Right. Um, but that's the hardest thing because um, when we, you know, you go to the ceremonies and you go to some of the dances, you know, I was looking out there and like, wow, all the sodas and all the candies that's mm -hmm. out there that you right. just run out there and grab. And I'm like, wow, that's running to diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't, I don't know how to address that. You know, it might not be my place. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, but it's also interesting to see uh, the, the want for people to change. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't know, like I went to, I went to, like, you know, I went, I, I went to, uh, I went to a, a thing where you're for your uncle. Yeah. And there was a table of pastries. Mm -hmm. And then he was telling me when I was in New York, I think he goes, yeah, Robert, the, you know, this was the first time they had a bunch of pastries and they had to push them away. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? And he goes, he goes, yeah, that's because you were there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> Nobody wanted to eat bad in front of you. I was like, yeah. oh, that's funny. I'm like, I don't, I don't mean to come off that way. But yeah. everybody starts apologizing to me and say, hey, Robert, sorry for eating this in front of you. I just start laughing. Yeah, that's what I, you know, when you guys were on that trip uh, and I saw you guys on Facebook, you know, and and my uncle came back, I was like, oh, you took Robert? Like, <laughs> because, you know, like, you know, they'll, they'll eat good, you know, with you around. And, and that's, yeah, that's what you bring off. Because I know one time I, we were at a ceremony with you and we went to go eat. And, man, I grabbed, like, shoot, spaghetti and fry bread. And I was, like, just happy. You know, I had all my stuff. And I had a big plate. And then I, I had, like, a big smile on my face. And I was walking by and I saw you and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, where should I put this plate? Was, this is not my plate. You, you want know? to hide it. Hide yeah. it under the thing, right? Under the shirt or whatever. Yeah. So I, think, I think it's funny. But, you know, I like, I really appreciate that. But, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not there to like scold anybody or anything yeah. else. But it's good to see that 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 energy that I'm putting yeah. off, being at a good use and making people think, hey, you know what? Maybe we do need it better as a people. And I and I think because like in ceremony, especially down there in St. Carlos, you hire, you know, you, you get a cook to right. do the dance. Right. But right. for you, because you're bringing like the food that you bring, like medicine food, and they, that's why they don't say anything to you. If you were like came in and made cheeseburgers and hot dogs and pizza, you know, next to the cook, they would they would be upset. Right. But since right. you're doing, you know, like um, food, medicine, you know, they don't. Yeah, you're welcome. You know. Of course, <laughs> but but I also make a pizza and I do make a hamburger. Yeah, but it's not you don't even know like what the heck is this? Like like everybody gets fooled by it because it's not. Yeah, it's well, not the same thing, right? Yeah, it, I mean they always say you know hey, Robert's cooking over there. Oh yeah, I'll go try his food, you know, because they know what you're doing over there. So so they yeah, they, that's uh, it was it was interesting that, that when they were telling me because I you know they they set up an area for me. Yeah, like hey, Robert, just set up over here and the whole bit and being embraced by the cooks. And so they, hey, Robert, you're one of us. And I was like, oh wow, it's 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 it, it was you know feeling the feeling the, mm -hmm. the acceptance and, and the love and the, and the want from the from the people was yeah was really inspiring for me. That's yeah. why you know it's it's you know, I just want to get back to people. Everybody's like, I remember somebody was like, hey, Robert, hey, let me chip in for you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it really feels like this is me. Like this is why I was why the voice told me to yeah. be there. Like, right. I didn't, this is really what I'm thinking is that this is my purpose to give back to the people. Um, yeah. And that, that was the, like everybody else. Like I, like before I, before I went back to the reservations and, and met with other people, like it had been like three or four years and everybody had my diet and had sold whole bit mm -hmm. cured. But then um, it was interesting when I met your uncle, because I, I like going to, to going to achieve this type of thing is uh I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually ended up there mm -hmm. by accident. 
Like yeah. they, I had a dream and then I was like, oh, let me go over here. You know, I was kind of like on this quest. And then I went with, a, with, a, with one of our, was one of our, our, our Apache brothers. And he, uh, him and I didn't have, had no idea about it. And so, you know, I, I actually went to Oak Flat and parked at, right before I said, oh, I need to be there for sunrise. And, and then uh, I was going to do a prayer. And then uh, kind of like the power, the, 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 they were out there. And so mm-hmm. right by the, by my truck. And so I was like, oh, because it's still dark. I'm like, oh, let's wait. Yeah. And the sun came up and they were gone. Didn't hear them anymore. Well, as soon as the sun came up, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I, and I remember, I'm like, oh, I need to go get something on my phone. I need to remember where something was. Yeah. And then we walk up and then we see the Holy Ground. Mm-hmm. And I had, we had no idea. We started crying because yeah. we had no idea that was there. And then next thing you know, I go, I go again, and I meet, I meet your uncle Whistler, and and that was just very surreal because you know yeah. he's he's Benakahe as well. Yes. And just to, it's not just Apache, so you got Benakahe within the Chiricahua as well. So like, yeah. Wow, that's to to be meeting another one of of you know the same the same clan from the from the Chiricahua is yeah what's the chance of that mm-hmm. that's I've never met another Bendakahe outside of you know somebody like at a, at a power or somebody saying that they were there yeah so and yeah. you know you, you know so it's kind of like that I'm like I'm always looking at wow this and what this year is was so what year was that I can't remember um it was when I first met John Glad for the first time, uh, yeah. maybe two two years ago, two maybe, years, three maybe years three, ago. Huh? Maybe yeah, about three. three. Yeah. yeah. Time's going by quick, right? Yeah. It's kind of going by really quick. And I'm just going, yeah. I'm losing track of a lot of my, my time. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, just traveling and going here and going there. Even when I was with with your uncle out in in New York, it was the time went by so quick. I was like, Yeah, where did the time go? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. Yeah. The same thing. Like I have to remember when I I was actually diagnosed. I had to look it up before this meeting. I'm like, oh, that was 2015, like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. especially when you're diabetic like that, um, and then you get some other sickness. Like so, when you get some other sickness, like say cancer, and you're right. and you, and you're fighting that, and you're also diabetic. I mean, those are the right. things that our people face a lot, you know. And so, yep. it's good to check on your 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 sugar, your blood level, you know, your cholesterol level, because again, we're eating foods that's not for us, you know. We're eating right. um, government food. Government food, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Colonized, the colonized stomach takes over yeah. for us. Like yeah. I, I just had my I had my wisdom teeth pulled a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I had to write on the on the thing that I was diabetic and I had high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So the doctor said, oh, what medication? I'm like, oh, I'm not on medication. And then he looked at me and goes, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, I'm, I'm not on any medication. He goes, well, you know, diabetic's supposed to do this. And he didn't believe me. But my doctor took me off of all my medication. He didn't, yeah. he didn't believe me. So he took all my blood and did all the whole, put everything on there to monitor me. And he goes, you sure you were diabetic? Because my, my <laughs> sugar level was like 80, 85. Yeah. Start wow. laughing, and then my high blood pressure. He goes, "You don't have high blood pressure at all. You sure?" And mm-hmm. I think that's what people think that once you're diagnosed, you have to stick with those things. Yeah, and I don't think that's the case at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's. The, but it's hard, right? It's a hard, hard, hard term. I I think a lot of people think when they're diabetic, they could still eat the same. They just got to take the medication. And oh, I think yeah. that's that's where that comes from because I know a lot. I mean, a lot. Of relatives that I know were just okay. Well, I eat the same, but I'll make sure I take my insulin and my medication. You know. Yeah, that's so crazy, right? It's crazy to think, thing. like, because if something happened in the world and you couldn't get that medication, then you're just gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. Right. You're gonna pass away. Mm-hmm. And to rely on the medication to sustain life 
when actually all you have to rely on is, is Mother Earth and our son to, to sustain your life. It'd be, it's like a paradigm shift that our, our people need to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how how to help it. I hear it. I, like I listen to the people on your previous podcast as well. They kind yeah. of have the same dilemma, but how do you, how do you, how do you present it? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know because we still, everybody's tried my foods, but everybody still goes back. Right. Yeah. Like how do you prevent that? How do you prevent that from going back? And maybe that's the, the billion dollar question. How do you prevent that going back? I, I think yeah. for me, like your food is good, but I don't think I could, I mean, unless I'm not trying, I, I don't find it anywhere else. So, you right. know, if I go somewhere and there's the food that I'm used to, I'll eat it. But if like you were there, you know, and there's your, then I'll eat your food. But I think maybe it's just being lazy of not trying to learn how to cook it myself or, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, not being lazy of finding what, how much sugar this is in, you know, how much that has sugar and, especially like, you know, fried bread and tortillas. I know that has, you know, a lot of things in it. So, right. but again, that's what everybody is, um, you know, when they go back home, that's what they want to get. They want to get a fried bread and tortilla, you know, and things like that. Right. Yeah. That's, that's hard. Like, you know, yeah. when I was with dad, I was out there, I felt kind of bad because sometimes he watched what, yeah. what he was eating that I know I could see that he wanted to get something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like uh, you know, I don't want to say anything because yeah. it's not my place, but it's it's i'm always observing and maybe that's what people are seeing because i'm always observing how people are picking things yeah like, what do you, you what is your go-to food and mm-hmm. i'm like curious i'm like but if i look at them and I, and I think that they're saying oh robert's staring at me i'm like no i'm just curious what what everybody's habits are yeah right it's it's, it's nothing about that because i think they see me standing back and looking at what everybody's picking up mm-hmm. <laughs> that, i think that's what i mean and we know what's bad and what's good because right. I know like when I used to, uh, I had a trainer back in the day, he would say, okay, uh, what'd you eat yesterday? And I'd be like, uh, cause I know what I ate, it, it, it wasn't good. So like, uh, we know what's bad and what's good. We just, you know, whatever tastes good, we just eat it, you know? And so, especially like, I bet you were surprised, like you said, at the ceremony, when you see the food that we have there, you know, and that all, like, again, that all com- comes from commodity food, you know, and growing up and things like right. that. But um, yeah, I, I bet you were surprised when you seen that, you know, you know, like you said, like the sodas and, you know, and things like that, that we have there, you know? And yeah. so, but I mean, the food's good, but I know, uh, health wise is not good, you know? And so, but when you're there, yeah, we, we good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like when I went to the first, the first, uh, the first sun, sunrise dance, right? Mm-hmm. When I went with your uncle, um, I didn't know. I just was bringing my food. I didn't know protocol, right? Yeah. My family was very displaced and we kind of didn't yeah. want to show ourselves other than other certain mannerisms and what not to say, what not to do, what yeah. not to do. Don't do these things. I knew some of that, but not, you know, we weren't exposed to these ceremonies. So I didn't know what to expect, but I knew I couldn't eat. I know, I know I couldn't eat regular food. So I had to bring yeah. my own. So I brought this whole setup, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Like I have my whole truck full of, yeah. of all, you see my truck. Yeah. I so I, I always have a pack full of stuff. And I had no idea. I'm like, okay, am I going to be able to cook? Am I not going to be able to cook? And and it was it was actually I was very pleasantly shocked that it, it was embraced. And they said, no, oh, set up over here, do this, and do that. Yeah. And it was it just grew from there. And mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how to express my appreciation to all the people to for for accepting like yeah. like that. You know, it was it was it was it was. But I know it's also hard, right? Because right. I see. I see people over there like gradually. My my lines have my lines 
that's when my food actually goes bigger and bigger each time I go. Yeah. And okay, I'm like, that, I have to think, okay, how much do I have to bring in yeah. a little bit? Because I think at the last time at the flat, I ran out of things. I ran out of the stir fry because the stir fry was everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. The stir fry. That was really good. And right. then the um, beef stew that you made. I think. Oh, yeah. The beef stew. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. that looks like beef stew. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so like for, for your audience, what I am is a paleo vegetarian. Yeah. And so what that is, I, I, I took out all of the uh, the grains and the, the wheat and, and sugar, soy, beans. Yeah. I took a lot of inflammatory stuff. Mm-hmm. And they say, why, why, why are you, paleo is usually meat. I'm like, no, this and that. And they go, why, why don't you eat meat? I'm like, because I learned something about meat. Yeah. And that. Uh, the key to diabetes is eat more vegetables, right? Even the, the doctors will tell you, everybody tells you, you could go online, everybody says eat vegetables. Yeah. But my character was this. If I had meat in front of me, I'm going to go get that meat. Yeah. I'm going to go pick it up. Like even leftovers, right? I'm going to go pay. Those ribs are good. I'm going to start eating the ribs instead of, you know, picking up a vegetable or, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever else. And so I had to make that decision because I didn't have the strength. Everybody says, oh, you're pretty strong. I'm like, no, no. If I was pretty strong, I could still eat meat. Yeah. But I can't. I had to figure, I had to make that decision to stop eating meat so i eat more vegetables right and and, and what's what give us the recipe of the stir fry that's like i, I like you're right that's everybody's favorite when you come like oh <laughs> is he gonna make the stir fry you know today or, you know? <laughs> so i it, it comes from an amalgam of different things that i find like so the so like vanessa your, your cousin Vanessa, she doesn't mm-hmm. like mushrooms right right and she goes robert you're always tricking me because I'm always bringing a mushroom dish. Yeah. She she said she sells she she hates mushrooms. And so <laughs> the meat that I actually prepare because I usually prepare it so it so it so it does it is made from what's called a king mushroom. So it's a little bit more dense than a regular mushroom. It comes into like a little tube. Yeah. Tubish form, and then you slice it like almost like chicken nugget size. Right. Um, but the rice is the is the other thing, right? So it kind of tricks. You because I use what's called I use a mixture of cauliflower rice which I which I really don't like I don't like cauliflower rice I don't like the taste and the texture yeah what I found is the secret and I tell it to you and your listeners are gonna let know my secret your listeners gonna know my secret now because <laughs> yeah. I usually don't I'm like no I'm not telling you. and it's a heart of palm rice okay so I mix it in there so it's not a grain so heart of palm rice and yeah, I can't find it anywhere I had to buy it online from Amazon and so I mix it in there and it tricked my brain to think it was rice because yeah. cauliflower rice i could tell i mm-hmm. could tell by the taste of the texture because i tried my stir fry with cauliflower rice by itself mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't i got like i it, it doesn't so then i mixed it with with uh with heart of palm rice yeah rice heart of palm and you know it's just the center of the of a palm tree and mm-hmm. the rice they make it into rice bits and i mix it in there you know and i use a coconut amino so i don't use soy okay. sauce and so, you know, it looks just like a stir fry. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks just like it. I mean, I thought it was meat, you know, and everything in there. And Right, right. Yeah, it was good. And then also right. the, because um, I remember the first time I met you was at Oak Flat. And um, you had tamales, I think, that night. And yeah. that's the first time I had your tamale. I was like, oh, this is good. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Someone said, I don't know if you said it, but someone said, oh, yeah, those are diabetic tamales. And I was like, what? Like, So, again, like, it's all mentality because, you know. Right. It's really good, and also when someone said it was diabetic, right. I was like, "Wait a second, right. what, what is this?" You know, but right. if someone didn't say that, I probably would eat like three more. You know, but... <laughs> everybody's always asking me too, and I, yeah. like even at you know, my grandma was like, "Are you gonna bring the twice?" I'm like, "No, I can't even really bring those at because it takes me five hours to because I make them from scratch. It takes me five yeah. hours to make a batch." And 
I, I, I usually don't, I'm not going to disclose the recipe for that one because everyone's like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't want to. But, the, uh, but it's all fruits, nuts, and veggies. Okay. So there's no grains. There's yeah. no grains or there's no masa, you know, like how you make a traditional tamale yeah. out of the corn and the whole, but there's none of that. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's surprised because that texture is mm-hmm. just right. It's, it's actually uh, more moist than, because you can get a really dry tamale. I remember growing up and getting really dry tamales, like, oh, this thing is too dry. Yeah. But you, my tamales are very moist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made them with meat before. Yeah. I could actually make it with meat as well, but I, since I don't eat meat and I'm trying to tell you to eat, eat more, eat more plants, mm-hmm. um, I usually make it with, uh, you know, with, uh, I make it out of the yummy jackfruit, the meat side, or I make a cheese. It's a cashew cheese, but okay. the masa part, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disclose that. Yeah. All your so. secrets. But you, yeah, that's a, that was a pretty good secret. You stay away from uh, a lot of dairy then too, right? Or do you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I stay away from dairy. And the funny thing is, is when I, when, before I was, before I was diagnosed as a diabetic, I thought I had, uh, uh, what are they like, uh, where you're allergic to it? What do they call that? Like, um, Oh, uh, you had to be diagnosed with that, huh? Lactose intolerant. Yeah. Right. I thought it was lactose intolerant. So if I ate something with dairy in it, um, like even a power bar that had, uh, uh like whey or, or dairy in it, yeah, it would shoot through me and I would have to make an emergency stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever right at that yeah. stage i didn't care i had to go um and then i even took lactose pills and got help and then as soon as i as soon as i rectified i couldn't even eat eggs eggs would run through me too all that whole bit. but yeah. as soon as i as soon as i changed my diet to what it is now i don't have i could eat eggs and i used to eat dairy when i was just a all longfield yeah. vegetarian um so i used to after i got everything right as soon as my diabetes came down to a, to like under 120, then uh, I was able to eat dairy. It was yeah. it was the weirdest thing. I had no idea. Wow. That that was the that was the the reason mm-hmm. for my body, anyways. And I don't know if that's true for everybody else, but for my body, my the diabetes I had was it, you know that I thought I was lactose intolerant. I thought I, I thought I had all that stuff. Yeah. Like okay, that's kind of weird. And then it's gone. It's just it's gone. Yeah. I don't have any any anything of that at all. So I could probably just drink milk, but I got rid of all the dairy and stuff like that just because it was part of me trying to be normal. Like I was at 120. My doctor took me off when I was under like 120, 115 or something like that. Yeah. But I wanted to be a, under 100. I tell everybody, no, my diet is, I wanted to be my body to function normal. Yeah. So I had to eliminate a lot of that stuff. Did you worry about your weight at the time or you just was just trying to eat good? You know, or I was get- actually 45 pounds, 40 or 45 pounds heavier than oh, I am. Oh, right wow. Now. Yeah. So like kind of like my wife, my wife shed that. I, I remember shedding it off within a, within a, within a, a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're skinny. Like I was actually, I think 10 pounds lighter than right? everybody in my, in my real. So like, hey, you're getting too skinny. I was like, oh. So yeah. I have to eat something. <laughs> so I had to try to figure out, okay, how do I maintain not looking like, uh, like really skinny and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, drop weight really quick. And once you start eating right, you drop weight really quick. What I found is that once you... I always tell this, there's no such thing as a cheat day. Yeah. If, if once you cheat, you reset. Right. So if your bunch of body starts going into this normal mode, like if I always eat something bad, mm-hmm. then my body's going to reset. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to feel it. I know I, cause I do feel it. I can feel it when my blood, my, my glucose level goes above 110. Yeah. I can feel it. So I don't, you know, that's, I don't know how, like, like how to change people's diets. My wife, I asked my wife this, I go, I asked her, hey, how did you, you change your diet? 
and said, you've been living with me for the last seven years. And you, this is the first time, it's like seven, uh, two, three months ago, she changed her diet. She goes, they have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. They have to really want to do it on the inside of you in order for you to make that change. Because if you don't really want to do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And, I, and she said, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, even you tell me this is going to kill you later, the person inside has to say that because she was the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely got to be in your mind and then also change your way of eating because I know, you know, um, if you do like a some kind of diet pill or some magic diet you're doing, you lose 30 pounds in 30 days, you just can put that all back because yeah. you didn't get that from learning how to eat well. You just got it from, you know. So I know those kind of diets, you just put it right back on, you know. Right. The, so you, you have to change your way of thinking and um, change your way of eating to um, – learn how to eat and lose that, you know, and get your energy back and, and mentally also. Yeah, it's great. I don't like it's, 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 it's crazy how we, how we don't really think of food being our fuel. We really don't. Our, yeah. our society hasn't done that because we were kind of, we're socialized to think that like, when you feel like you had a really good meal, mm-hmm. you kind of sit back and, ah, you want a button the first button yeah. right <laughs> and so but when you think about that you think about our people yeah imagine back then back before we were we were on we were forced on the, on the reservations just imagine if we ate like that yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't be here at yeah, all right you wouldn't be able to get up and run you wouldn't be able to do anything mm-hmm. and so how can that be good for you if yeah you can't do those things and look, with my food, you could actually go do extra. So you could go actually not gonna throw up. Yeah. Um, it just it it depends too. Like, have you seen that the ceremonies? Like, even as for a dancer, because you know, uh, traditionally I I'm a dancer. You got to make sure you eat good too, you know. And so, like the foods that we bring, and like for me, I'll say, okay, if I'm gonna dance in two days, make sure I eat well, make sure I drink water. So. Even, I mean, we know that we need the good food, you know, to dance and have the energy is we just got to put that to everyday life also, you know. Right. So we have. So, yeah, exactly. So how do you do that? Right. So how do you, how do you, you kind of, you kind of say, hey, I know I need you right because I got to perform. Yeah. You know, the ceremony is more than just a performance. It's prayer. It's this whole thing. It's this whole thing that you're doing for the creator. It's the whole thing that you're doing for the people. Mm -hmm. But how do you turn that into you doing it every day? Yeah. It's my right. How do you do that? How does somebody do that? Like, because that's what I'm doing, right? That's really what I'm, I'm trying to do is that's, that's me every day. Yeah. Um, is, is I have to be, because I, I really think that if I went back, that I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right? I truth, truthfully, I think that, that I wouldn't be here with that whole thing. Because every time, Every time I'm thinking about going back, like adding something back or adding fish or adding this whole bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, something around something around me happens or somebody around me, something happens to them and it reminds me, no, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And either I'm going to pay attention to that or I'm not going to pay attention to that. And yeah. I think the day that I don't pay attention to that, I won't be able to come on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Right. And then yeah. is that how you, um, so you, you're chef but were you that a chef before all this happened and that's how you started cooking or you just started cooking from from <laughs> no like i'm a salesperson yeah right? i was telling people like no i'm a salesperson i, I sell i sell to me, to me i'm like oh he's a chef <laughs> yeah. no because like i could talk about that like about yeah. the textures and this and that i just 
I used to love food. Like you have to just be a food lover, right? Right. And so um, I know what I know what food tastes like. Um, yeah. I eat everything, you know, from from burgers to pizza to the, you know our, all of our comfort food. Yeah. And I went through. I had to figure out how to curb my my desires, my my cravings. Mm-hmm. I really did because if I didn't, uh, like nothing like a good burger, nothing like right. a good pizza, nothing like a good tomato, nothing like a good. Uh, you know, uh, Indian taco, like, oh gosh, like how I want a big Indian taco, what a power on have a big old Indian yeah. taco with fried bread and everything, like craving those things, mm-hmm. right? And how do you how do you get rid of those cravings? So my whole process of learning to cook and cooking at right temperatures was self-taught. I didn't go to schools, okay. I didn't do any of that. It was mm-hmm. all self-taught. I, I look at other people's recipes and I say, hmm, how can I make this better, healthy? Yeah. A healthier version. As well as tastier version, because sometimes, like if you look at vegan and 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 vegetarian recipes, sometimes I'm like I wouldn't eat that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all of the taste, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I've been in the technology industry since ooh, uh, the nineties, mm-hmm. and before that, I used to actually work with with kids. And uh, my uh, my bachelor's degree is in sociology. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> so so it's, it's like everybody's calling me the chef. Hey, Robert, you're a cook. Uh, where, where do you where do you work at a restaurant? You, you have a room? Like, no. yeah. Like they even knew me, right? Like I'm yeah. like, oh, about this. And I think your uncle he heard me speaking when I was at uh, when I was at New York, and I'd speak to people in my company, and he goes, "Oh man, Robert, you are a business person. You're totally different <laughs> on the phone than you are with us." So yeah. I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, because I'm normally quiet and reserved. Yeah, right? yeah, you you. Uh when i when i talk about you i'm always yeah yeah he's a chef you know and i i don't know what else you do on the outside you know you do it in la but that's all i knew about you and so you know (laughs) and that you lived in la because i thought you were out here somewhere this whole time you know because i see you a lot you know but the dedication uh, the the dedication you have of coming back and forth and you know that that i was like wow he, he comes back all the time that's what he's doing so. Well, it's, again, it's that voice. It's that voice yeah. that says, hey, you, you got to get up. And a lot of it, I think it has to do with going back and, and being around other people because it's it's very energizing for me. It's very, mm-hmm. it brings me back because being at, being out here in LA, even though I live in the mountain area, yeah. you know, where the, the, the uh, you know, the clouds, the Yakusuko come and stuff like that where I live. And, you know, the rains will be here in the whole bit, but it's not the same. It's not the same of being around our people yeah right right that whole community energy and i i don't know i don't i don't even know how to explain it to some of our displaced brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. of of that feeling i get being around people i really don't other than just you know you know you live there so but i don't know you know being displaced and not being there is i have no idea how to explain that to the people that really haven't experienced that at all yeah like, I don't know, like, I, like even even with the foods, bringing it over there and, you know, me pre-making stuff, because, you know, I, I know, like, I'm, I put the, I'm putting, I put myself into the foods. Yeah. And I did this before, and I didn't, like, oh, you got to do this, and you got to, like, because I watch people when they're making the, you know, the ash bread or the dark bread, and, yeah. you know, try to do good thoughts, and you're, you're, that kind of spirituality goes into your food. And yeah. I've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Like, wow. So, I'm doing something right. Right. Yes. It feels like right. So, because I'm like, usually I'm singing or I'm playing, I'm playing like a batchy music while I'm, while I'm cooking and the whole bit. And my, my wife says, what are you, turn that down over there. I start laughing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so, it's, you know, it's definitely good food. Yeah, like you know, that's like even then, like so, I could have this conversation with you right now, but even for you, my question would be: Is how could I convince you to change your diet? I I think. I know I need to change my diet and uh, I don't know if you, I need convincing. I think I just, you know, not to be lazy and do what you do, you know, the way you prepare your meals. I mean, like I can't find a good healthy meal on DoorDash, you know, what I'm saying? Unless, you know, unless I get, you know, I really search for it. But other than that, I feel like I have to actually do it myself, you know, and, and right. prepare my own food. Well, that's that's what's missing in the in the United States. You know, the United States has, if you look at all the statistics, not just with our people, but the United States wide, one third of our population is diabetic. Mm-hmm. That includes pre-diabetes because I believe pre-diabetes is diabetic. Yeah. Uh, you know what the doctors because it may, it's just going to keep going up. You're going to keep saying, doing the, the same behavior. Pre-diabetes is going to keep going up unless you change something. Yeah. But one third of our population is 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 um diabetic it's even like it's higher in on the reservation i think it's like yeah. 60 or something 65 percent and but nobody does anything about it yeah right you're you're just taking pills here's the pill um and this will help you like they don't even say no change your this change your this yes right um and none of our restaurants cater to it like mm-hmm. even go to a restaurant i have to say no take this take this out do this do this um very, very, very rarely do I see a restaurant where I could actually pick something off the menu. Yeah. They've only been to one or two out, out of every place in the United States where I could, and it's only one dish. The whole menu with all like 50 or something products, I can only pick one dish. Yeah. And I usually have to change something in there even then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see that it's frustrating. That's why I think people are asking me, how do you know open a restaurant? How do you know open a chain restaurant? So yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like that's my calling yet. Yeah. Um, my calling is to 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 be around the people and and help this phase, anyways. That's why I feel. But I, that's a hard thing, like because you want to, like you don't cook, right? Do you right. cook or not cook? I I mean I cook. Like I make some ramen noodles, and you know <laughs> I, I can grill some burgers and hot dogs, you know, and <laughs> and carne asada. But I not like you know, I don't make. Like I'm trying to learn how to make certain things, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a cook, you know, per se, like, like right. the way you are, you know, and not breaking it down and everything like that either. <laughs> See, so. I'm not a cook either. So, but the thing about it is, this is why I'm always asking this is, mm. is how do you change your lifestyle yeah. to make food rather than getting a quick food? Yeah. Because all that stuff is prepared. When you're talking about ramen, when you're talking about, when you're talking about, a lot of times, unless you prepare it yourself, right? Yeah. A lot of times you're going to the store and buying it. A lot of times you're going to even the even the tortillas you're 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 buying them. Yeah. You're, so we, how do you how do you think that your life would be, and what do you have to change in order to say, hey, I need to start making my own foods, yeah, rather than processed or anybody anybody else prepared for me, mm-hmm. and nobody can answer me that question. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be pretty tough. I mean, especially like. As you know, you, you've gone with us to ceremonies and, you know, to wakes and, you know, things like that. The food sure. there is almost the same, you know, they're right. almost all the same, you know. And yeah. so um, having that there, um, I guess the mentality of me is thinking like, oh, this is traditional food, you know. And so, I'll, you know, I don't get this in the city, so I'm going to eat it here, you know, at the ceremony. So right. maybe that that's the mentality I have, I guess, you know, when I when I go down there that I don't get to have that kind of food. Which is, you know, isn't it, like I said, is, is more government food because that all of those recipes came from, you know, commodity food that we used to have back in yeah. the day. But yeah, maybe, the, you know, I know I can change. Uh, 
especially when you come around, like I, I, I maybe I'll try to sneak a piece of cake while you're there, but <laughs> you didn't try my cake at the last time. I didn't. Did, did you, you did. I don't know if you did. I made a chocolate. Uh, it was a chocolate strawberry cake. Oh, I think yeah. I did. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. I think you did. Right. So right. everybody's like, it tastes like cake. I'm like, all my foods taste regular. I don't know yeah. What you're talking about. So, I think if like, you, what, like uh, I said, if you didn't say what it was, I like, right. yeah, they'll eat it, you know? So yeah, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, I know it was gone. Like even your uncle Carlos, he thought I was kidding when I told him, when I said, Hey, I brought cake. Yeah. And he came over later. Oh, I thought you were joking because <laughs> why would you make cake? I yeah. Mean, no, it was a, it was a diabetic friendly cake for you to eat. Right. So right. it was uh, it was non-grain and the whole bit. Sure, it's going to be on the sweet side, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect you like eating cake. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just so the sugar. They yeah, they didn't believe me because I don't make I don't use sugars, right? Yeah. Like I'll use a coconut palm sugar because it's uh, it's slow digesting sugar, mm-hmm. and so you you know the the slower the slower digesting things is kind of the key to diabetes as well. Yeah. Because like uh, anything juice like a like juices and and sh- things with like sodas and stuff like that mm-hmm. they go right to your blood immediately. Right. You digest them the first thing that you digest, even even um, processed. Uh, Processed flours digest mm-hmm. very quick as well. So if you eat a tortilla, it's going to go right to your blood immediately. Right, and that's that's you know that's scary for us for mm-hmm. for you know because tortillas are everybody eats them right. Right, as far right. as I know, like I, <laughs> everybody like I used to. I was growing up eating these things like oh like every uh, that was one of my 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 father had to have uh, tortillas in every breakfast. Yeah, right. right. Like corn tortillas every breakfast and. And we were raised like this. My mom's like rice with everything, you know, and the whole bit. Wow. And just looking at how we were raised, that becomes normal for us. Mm-hmm. And for me to cut that out I, and, and go around some of my family that, that eats that stuff, they, I, sometimes I feel bad because you know that uh, the whole socialization of food is if you refuse something that your family has made, yeah. like say, say you go to your aunt's house or somebody's house and then you refuse, like they'll try to give you food and and then you refuse it, you're, you kind of get that. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you're, you're, you're looking up. It's bad, right? Yeah. Disrespect all the whole bit. And yeah. I had to kind of override that. Yeah. And, 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 but it was hard. It was very difficult. So maybe that's why it took me a couple of years to kind of go to the people, yeah. come back to the, to come back to the, to the Apache people, mm-hmm. because I had to go through that with my family. Yeah. Um, because a lot of them, man, they were like, even when I stopped drinking, they were trying to always give me something. Like, oh, Robert, just taste it. Give, try this and try this. And like, no, no, Auntie, I'm trying to stop. I, you know, I just yeah. quit doing this because of my diabetes. Oh, one taste is not gonna not gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. And finally, my, my my uncle said, "Hey, leave him alone and you see what he's trying to do." And then yeah. they stop. But you know, just that that pressure, the fa- the family pressure. Yeah, the family pressure. Yeah, yeah, of, of doing that. Like even then, like even like in the ceremony, you have to take some of the bread, right? Right. And yeah, I, that's why I had to take some. I felt really like I felt bad as he was like, "Hey, just, hey, just give me a little piece." Yeah, right? because I didn't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, because I can I can do those things, but I do know it's going to affect me, so I got to like offset and like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm only going to do it here, and I'm not going to add it to to my thing because I need a whole a whole like the juicy act, like a half, right?" Right. Give me this time. The person giving the rest are laughing because they know me, so they ripped it like a little piece and just gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I know that, like, I always thought, like, you know, d- being diabetic, like, we didn't have the way we eat today is not what we have back in the day. You know, like, um, I know uh, 
in the Pomo, they would ask like, you know, our, our great, great grandfather, what a certain word meant, you know, like, uh, how do you say breakfast? And he'd, he'd say the same thing. And then they say lunch. He'd say the same thing. I'm like dinner. And he would say the same word for all those because yeah. we didn't eat three times a right. day. So it was just the same thing. So I know I always thought like, well, maybe that's why we you know, a lot of us were, are, are, we're going to be, we're pre-diabetic because we didn't eat every day. We ate, you know, winter, we had the, you know, we had good food in winter. We had vegetables in the spring, you know? Right. And so we, now today, you know, we get everything every day, you know, we eat three, four times a day. So I think, right. I feel like that's how, how can we have an issue with, you know, diabetes? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, if you watch how I eat, but you'll see me walking around, I'm, I'm always snacking. Yeah. I'm always eating something. Right. Um, and they call it, they call it, like a lot of people call that crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I never really eat a big full meal. Mm-hmm. Like, like everybody else does. Like my plate's usually not that big. You'll see me out there with a bowl and then I'll stop and then I'll go back and then I'll go eat again. And, but usually when you see me, I'm probably eating or snacking on something the whole yeah, time I'm there. Right. Like right. Your, uh, that's, your dark chocolate right. and your almonds. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. That's what I learned from my diabetic nurse, Yeah. Is that the, uh, the uh, dark chocolate and that is is good for diabetes as yeah. long as it's not sugar infused. And I, I'm a chocolate fiend. I love, yeah. I love chocolate. And to give up milk chocolate because high sugar, I had to give that up. But I had to, and I learned that chocolate, you know, it does something to your brain and mm-hmm. you're kind of addicting for it and you kind of want that. And I had to get that that same thing for my brain. And so on my journey, I found that if I take like I got this hundred percent dark chocolate, the most bitter chocolate in the world, yes. like you can get. I but if I, I I grabbed a little bit of it, and it 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 got rid of my craving. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It actually got rid of it. I didn't crave it anymore. The the chocolate. Well, and it's funny because dark chocolate, like let's say you get a bag of candy and you dump it all out on the table and everybody grabs some, the only thing that's going to be left on there is dark chocolate. <laughs> you know, it's annoying. It's bitter. So I guess it's healthy. So that's annoying. Grabs it, you know, or it tastes bitter, you know, like you said. Right. It's right. actually so easy. It's yeah. easier to grab the stuff that's not healthy. Yeah. And that's that's a hundred percent reflection on our on our society. Yeah. Right? Whether whether we're looking from 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 the reservation to to outside of the reservation, that's. Uh, you know, if you go, if you just go down downtown Phoenix, right? If you right. go down to any any downtown area, how many how many fast food places are there that mm-hmm. you can just drive up and get whatever? And that's nobody should be really eating that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all you know, like like you said, you're from LA, and you know, I'm from over here. But it's when we get together, it's we're all dealing with the same issue. We just don't know, same you know. Issue. And so it's just something right. that we need to talk about, and you know how 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 we can eat better and drink better and. You know, you know us. We love sodas down there, and you know, and so just gotta learn how to <laughs> keep it. <laughs> we got all that soda down there, and you know, right. pickle slushies, and you know, things like that. Yeah, your uncle told me, "Hey, Robert, you need to come out, find a replacement for that. We'll we'll make a fortune." <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can make a soda, right? Like, yeah. that'd be really hard. I think that'd be really hard. But you know, I get it, trying to trick the brain. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, funny thing is, is that. Until I, until I, uh, until I met your own, mm-hmm. I never told my story. Oh, okay. I was very private. Yeah. Um, until I met your, your uncle. And mm-hmm. I told me that I was ashamed of being diabetes. Yeah. diabetes. I would never tell people, mm-hmm. um, especially I had to take injections. I was like trying to hide it. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I'd want to cry because I didn't want people to know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I, I, they, I hear the old, some of the elders people talk about, and your uncle talks about that too, is, is nobody wants to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's kind of a shameful thing that, oh, you got diabetes and you're like, you feel like people are looking down upon you. Yeah. Um, but now I'm pretty open about it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty open about my story right now, which is, it's an interesting turn because I was never like, I don't like people knowing about my personal life, mm-hmm. but, but telling, <laughs> telling the people about these things, I think it, it does well to tell my story. Yeah, um, and say, hey, these are the things that I had to go through. I don't, I, it's not like I miraculously had to turn and I'm, I'm some this, this this really great person that did this whole bit. I don't see myself as that. Yeah. I just went on a journey, mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully people can can go on a similar journey because yeah. it, it was a hard one. Like I had to choose. Like the way I really viewed it is either I'm going to live or I'm going to die. Yeah, I had to pick that one, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to. To I, I remember laying there in bed in the hospital, and I'm like, I, 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 I have to choose between my lifestyle that I have right now or being longer with my family. Mm-hmm. And it came down to that. And I'm like, you know what? I, I want to spend quality time with my family. Yeah. Um, and that's how I, I went, ended up going that way. And it's, it's just a whole, this whole amalgam of, of, all this, of, of all of my decisions, the things that are presented to me is, is how I got here. It's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing, I, I don't, I, when I look at it, I'm like, wow, it's, I went through this whole journey and I, I don't think it's an amazing story at all. But then when everybody says, no, it's a, to me, it's a, just something I had to do. Um, but I don't, again, I don't, even, even I see people not wanting to share their, their ailments because they, they're ashamed to, to say, right. um, but like, as long as like, I guess the idea is to, figure out how how is a people how can we how can we help those people that don't want to do those things yeah right? like even mm-hmm. in ceremonies like we should be thinking about like hey we got a lot of diabetic people should we really be giving these things them? yeah right right and not to single them out and say well we're going to give them these and then here's for the other people without diabetes right mm-hmm. how do we do that as a people I, I don't even know like that's i don't even at my house, we have like three different foods, one for the kids, one for me, one for my wife. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, because like you've been in the ceremony. It's like if I, if I go to a ceremony, I'm going to buy, you know, two packs of sugar and right. uh, buy two cases of soda. And, you know, just right. just so they can make things out of that, you know, flour and and um, oil, you know, right. and things that they right. and beans. So right. like, yeah, I could I know that that's been going on for so long. Yes. And I don't know we need to change and somehow get there, you know, where, especially like where you're at right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about bringing four things of yeah. everything, but yeah. the healthy version, I'm thinking about putting it in the, in the thing and see if everybody says something. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be ostracized. I'm thinking about it all the time. Like, yeah. hey, I should just take these things. I should take, take uh, four things of avocado oil or light <laughs> tasting olive oil, four things of almond flour. Yeah. Right. Four things of you know, like uh, I could find like a uh, you know these other things. Like I, I could find like almond fl- almond flour, spaghetti, <laughs> stuff like that. Right? I was like thinking about that. I was like, oh, but I think I'll get in trouble. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to push the water too much. Right? I don't want to. <laughs> it, it always feels like uh, I always thought like you know, um, people think like if you're obese, you're going to be diabetic. You know, like and so like people don't really take care of themselves if they're not obese you know they see whatever you know 
right. skinny or whatever I want and then end up being diabetic. You know, it, right. it, it hits everybody. But hits everybody. I think that's why people think they, they don't say nothing because, you know, well, they probably think I'm, you know, I'm obese or anything like that. And I don't want to say anything, you know, and so, but it does happen to everybody, you know, and so. Everybody. Mm. Everybody. One third of the population, like I said, it's a high. I cannot remember the statistics on the reservations, but it's 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 higher than one third of the population and on the reservations that that is diabetic. Um, our people have been afflicted with this the most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're not as a people. We're not really this programs and stuff like that. But we're we're not reducing that at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but here. Yeah, that's what um, when my cousin from California was saying, like, you know, back in the day, it was called sugar diabetes. And then yes. the government made him change that to just diabetes. But I remember, right. yeah, I remember back then it was called sugar diabetes. Right. And so all these companies got together and went to the government and took the sugar out of that. So now it's just uh, diabetes, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can spend another hour talking about the politics. Of yeah. <laughs> Because then, you know, you have a whole politics of food of, you know, you, you talk about uh, the government and government subsidies, mm-hmm. um, what they, uh, what they, the, the, the USDA um, or you know, the branch of the government that fund um, and subsidize crops. Right. Um, a lot of it is, is corn, mm-hmm. uh, wheat, rice, soy, and, uh, and, and one other one that I, I don't eat. Yeah, and so if you're going to push to not eat these products anymore, yeah, um, you're you're going against the government, and right. I mean, we know how that's going. You know, just with the fight at at uh, at, at Oak Flat mm-hmm. and and Mount Grant, if the government comes in and they kind of over, they kind of override you and try to overbury you with a bunch of information that's just not true, right? Um, because if you were to eliminate um, just wheat and corn. You eat corn, you know, those flour products out of your diet, you wouldn't be, their diabetes wouldn't be with our people, just those three products. Um, But, you know, that's, uh, what do you do? That's the government subsidizing it for everybody. Even the farmers out there, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, you know, everybody talks about it. Yeah. A a conspiracy between the drug people and this and that. No, it's a money thing. Yeah, it's, you're, you're never going to stop. There. It's not a conspiracy at all. It's not this higher hierarchy. You know, the drug people aren't going to cure you. Yeah, like why would they? Like, that'd be crazy to think. Like, why would you do that? You took talk about greed as a human human person. Yes, you would. But as a greedy person, why would I cure you? I want to give you a pill, but I want you to continue taking my pill to yeah. to sustain. Mm-hmm. Like, never. Why? Why would I cure you if I could make money off you your whole life? Yeah, definitely. Right. That's a greed thing. It's not a conspiracy thing. Like a lot of people think, and like you know, there's Illuminati or ICIA people, yeah. or there's like the the big the big people in front. No, it's it's a money thing, hundred percent money thing. Mm-hmm. And if people were to change their mind and say, no, we're going to stop these products altogether, then they like just imagine being subsidized for foods that can help with eliminating diabetes. Right. That's really what our government should be doing, but it's opposite. It's opposite. Well, you know, so, the thing we're always fighting them with you know, for uh, food and they're fighting for land and water. So it's just an ongoing, uh, ongoing battle every day, you know, that, <laughs> that we're, we're dealing with here. So it doesn't, you know, right. you just got to. Right. You, know, you, well, you had like, the, you, you, you had a guest on there was talking about food sovereignty, right? Mm-hmm. But food sovereignty, um, that doesn't do people good because you already have a colonized stomach. Yeah. Right? 
So you can you can grow whatever you want, but if you you make the decision to go outside and have the Pepsi's and the and uh, the you know all the, the the burgers, the burritos, the the things that you're really not supposed to be eating, yeah, that doesn't matter. The the, the food sovereignty won't matter at that point. Oh, okay, yeah. I does that make saying. sense? Yes, because you're going to go back and going to go eat whatever. Like I did. Like food sovereignty is important. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's not, but. It, if you go back and just say, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to have these fruits and veggies because I'm going to I'm not going to rely on the government," but I'm going to go when I go outside and I start doing these things, I'm going to go back to eating what I'm not supposed to eat. Then this this part doesn't matter. Yeah. As a diabetic, it don't matter. Um, and I don't think people really understand that. I can't I can't speak hardly harsh enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't really mean to demolish our school, but yeah, it's it's like, well, you know, you you recently went, went through through some some stuff and, and yeah. how diabetes affects. Um, and all of this, at, at some point, we all have to realize that all this stuff can be avoided. And, and, but I don't, it's all these different programs that are people coming and coming with. Mm-hmm. It, it's not addressing the, the diabetes, high, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. It's not. Yeah. It's other than just a pill, take a pill, take yeah. a pill or rejection. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's not addressing it quick enough. Our, our people are dying. Um, and you're just taking the pills to die later, yeah, right? and die miserable later, right? Yeah. And and that's that's I, I like I don't know how to speak of that enough, where it's going to hit somebody where they say, you know what, Robert, let's start a different fight about this because I, I look at like say the 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 American Diabetes Associations, all these different diabetes things. All they are for is getting more and more medication, making right. medication available. I'm like, and they do have some recipe stuff, not how to eat. They do have some stuff on there because whatever they mm-hmm. have, but not saying, hey, if you don't want to take medication, here's what you do. Right. They don't. They don't do this at all. They don't. They you know they have different recipes or you know doing the these things are better, mm-hmm. but everything that they go for is more towards um, having uh, access to more medication. Right, which is very strange to see, and everybody buys it. Mm-hmm. Now I know when you're type one diabetes, you have to have insulin, and I, you know, you have to do those things. Yeah. But when you're type two, and you do, you really have to rely on these medications. Right. Like that's 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 a question for everybody, especially for our people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like we're affected more than everybody out there. You know, with our diabetes, you know, the diabetes and all these different things. So what was the diabetes effect on COVID? Right. Right. And that has like they found out that was a big factor. Mm-hmm. And since since, you know, all the all the people across all reservations, we, we lost a lot of our of our elders and stuff like that during COVID. Yeah, because they had diabetes and got the COVID. So, diabetes and COVID. Yeah. You know, I was scared because when they said that I'm diabetic, too. Yeah. And then, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to go around, around people because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm diabetic, too. Like, it's yeah. like the plague or something like that. But, you know, it has to do with the health and the whole bit because my diabetes is undetectable. Right? Yeah. So it's a little bit different from mm-hmm. But, you know, just the, if you look at the percentage of uh, people on the reservation that have diabetes and the percentage of people that die, mm-hmm. it's like the same amount of there. And mm-hmm. we're not we're we're not quick enough to address this. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say that there's no programs because I know there's programs out. Right. But like you said, like even you say, like, I, you don't see this. You see this only like uh, one meal out of a week, maybe. Right. Because it's there. But the rest of them aren't going to be. Mm-hmm. Not going to be 
not going to be um, healthy meals. Like if you had every every meal being a healthy meal, what do you think you would feel like? Yeah, that whole week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's funny because even like the non natives will eat healthier than we do because they know, you know, and right. and and we're just eating you know what we have and they, and so we just got to learn how to eat more healthier. And I know. Um, a lot of a lot of organizations out here, uh, they do a lot of uh, health and wellness, gut health, and that's something that is important, you know. And so we're getting there. We just gotta, you know, make the effort, you know, right. to to uh, get involved and and um, help others for the future. Right. And this, this is the whole thing. I, I like I'm not a gen, uh, geneticist, or, and I, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor in the whole bit, but I'm thinking that everybody says diabetes and these things are genetic. Right, right, and so yeah, being Native American, you're you're uh, you have a high percentage. Like, well, if that's the case, how did I cure myself? Right, right, and I, I have it. Like, yeah, maybe some of us predisposed to this because we don't interact with those foods that they've been giving us. Right, right, like I like alcohol. We're not supposed to, like our genetics are, are like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe diabetes is just a part of our, di- our our genetics. I think it's just part of our diet. Right, and and if we went back to more natural food. So I know we can't go back to, to being nomadic. Right. <laughs> there be nomadic and do that, but go back to more natural foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it'll, it'll curb our, our, our thing, but you know, being, I go to the reservation too, you know, go to their San Carlos going over there to the, to the supermarkets that's there. Yeah. There's, there's, what are you going to get? Like right. even me, I'm like, I have to go to Phoenix to buy something to, to bring to the people. Right. I can't get anything there. So, yeah. True. You know, just the, the food scarcity mm-hmm. that is is on a reservation. Um, and it's like that across a lot of the reservations is, you know, you just have one store and they they just feed what everybody wants, not what everybody needs. Right. right? And imagine if you had those things that they needed, um, how the choices would be easier. And you know, not even that, just imagine if, if like, I found this astounding whenever I healed myself, like, right, I healed myself through foods, is when I... All my medications, my my pills, my insulin was all mm-hmm. free. My med- my medical paid for it. Yeah, but they they're making like, but how come they don't pay for my food? Right, right. Once I'm diagnosed as diabetic, how come they don't pay for the foods that will that help me mm-hmm. with undetectable diabetes? But they would pay for my medication. It just seems very weird. Yeah, and then and then the bad food is always less expensive than the good food, you know, and so. <laughs> Um, right, you know, like, like, like my a lot of you know, people are you know on welfare. You know right. they can't they got to get the food that's at Bashes or Safeway. Right. You know it's not they can't right. get the food that you know they should be getting or you know go out and pick it or you know what they can do. But most right, of the time, so that, that's that's I don't I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really understand it from us as as as, as a community as a society how we can allowed to for healthier foods to be more expensive and you know we're just going to give everybody you know foods that are going to kill you over time yeah you know it's like like giving poison over time and how we're not realizing that that's what's happening yeah like welfare you look at snap you look at you just go look at the wick systems mm-hmm. and stuff like that and you just go look in, at the supermarket and what has its label on there it's everything that you're, you're really not supposed to be eating as a diabetic right right but you know, that's what I like about you because I know there's a lot of people that I see um, with my uncle and with the Pet Stronghold. You know, I'll see him at events or at you know court hearings and things like that. But 
I, I like I was telling you before, like if you want to know what goes on um, with land and water and the, and the fight for it, you got to go to ceremony. And I really appreciate you seeing you there, not only at those things, but, you know, at ceremony, you know, at, there for my father. So it really, I really appreciate what you do there and what you do as a cook and trying to give us some, you know, food medicine that, that really helps. As a cook. Yeah. <laughs> I was have that, have that label as the yeah, cook. As the cook. Uh, I, like the cooks were going to give me a name. I can't remember they were, they were saying, and I started laughing. Like, that'll give me You know, it's off. funny though, because like, I'll, I'll say, hey, I go, hey, Rob, what's up? And then you'd be like, hey, how you doing, town? Hey, I got some food over there. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, I know, like, that's what your first thing you usually say to me. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So I was like, yeah, Robert, the chef, he's over there. Go get some of his food, you know. <laughs> well, like I said, like, you're with your uncle, like, I'm always giving him food. Like, you see me, like, I'm always giving him a plate. I'm always bringing yeah. him stuff and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes he's, I see he's way or he's watching me and see if I'm going to give him something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one time you're like, hey, here, you got anything? I'm like, yeah, let me go get it. Because sometimes, yeah. like, I, like, uh, like, it really depends, like, say, where we can go into the ceremony afterwards. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, I can't cook out there. Right? Yeah, so right. I'm like, oh, I have to make a sandwich, I have to make something really quick or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Or he knows that I'll usually have something. I'm like, oh, yeah, here, here is this a little bit. What, yeah. what did you make quick one time? I, I can't remember what it was. It was pretty good. You didn't, you didn't, you couldn't get your kitchen out there. Damn, what was it? Was it a sandwich? Yeah, I think it was. Oh yeah, that was a. It was an almond flour, almond flour bread, mm-hmm. and the meat. Everybody thought it was like turkey. It was actually a thin sliced portobello mushroom. And <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, that's what I, your cousin Vanessa. She like, she's like, "Darn you, are you always?" Because I never tell her. I say, "Hey, just eat it." Yeah. Right? All right. And she goes, and then she was eating it. She goes, "It's mushroom, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes. I don't even like mushroom, and this is the, one of the best sandwiches I've had. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the same thing. You, you tried my cauliflower wings, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing. Like every, like when I first brought them, I remember one dance I brought them out there, and people actually, I think Johnny was the one that said, "Hey, uh, uh, he goes, these aren't meat. <laughs> like, no, they're cauliflower." Yeah. He started eating it like. So he was kind of like what I said. It has to trick your brain. Yeah. Like one, if I if I don't say what the food is, your brain thinks of it automatically. Yeah. So it's like I said about the diabetic tamales. Someone didn't say it was diabetic tamales, you know, I would have had like three more, but you know, it, again, it's, it's in, it's mentally, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know why it's like that, but it's good I'm, food. I'm going to call them the, the knockahead tamales. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, see, see if somebody like, uh, what is that? Like, uh, this is just from our people because you know, I'm a knockahead. Yeah. So good, good, idea. good idea. This is a, uh, Food medicines for ceremony. Here, eat it. <laughs> yeah. I just got to learn to say how to say that in a batch, and then people will believe me. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, you know, gonna, I, go ahead. When are you going to come back out here again? Uh, I'll be out there next weekend. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, who's that? Vernelvis. Oh yes, uh, yes, that's yes, coming up. Yeah. So I'll be out there in a month. So I'm already trying to figure. I'm always trying to figure. I'm always trying to figure out what what I'm trying to cook. So. So you guys start your menu right now, huh? I just right start now. my menu right now. So I'll have my whole thing. What, and there. it never. It's never the same. Right. So I come with the general idea of what I'm doing. I actually do have a menu, but then I'll change it up depending on what's going on, depending on if I'm going to go out, if I'm going to go out there during during the dances, or I'm going to mm-hmm. go out there and sing, or depending on my participation, right? Right. Because then I have to run back, right, and then cook, and then go 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 to go to the dance, and then I have to run back, and then I have to try to go back and forth. So it really depends on okay, how much time do I have between mm-hmm. this and between that. 
and sometimes you're not having any time. Okay, right. I'm just going to make tacos or something like that, or I'm going to make I'm going to make something that's really quick. But I know I got to bring the I know I got to bring the stir fry because everybody. Yes, I was going to say, gonna make sure you bring the stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it going to be on Saturday or Sunday? You know, I gotta... yeah, I don't know. Like, cause I, that's how I got to figure. That's the thing I got to figure out. Like, which day I'm going to do? Because I got to look at what time. Because you, you saw, like, I, when my first dance, I went out there. I had that little like, what, what do they call it? An easy bake oven. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a little, a little, little thing. Stove, yeah, right? so the cook started. Hey, Robert, you're easy bake oven. <laughs> I started laughing, and so. But when my wife went out there, she went out with me to Mount Graham to help support. Mm-hmm. And she got mad at me. She goes, what are you doing out here with this whole thing? You, 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 you have your Home Depot card. You should be buying this whole thing. So she made me go buy a whole. You saw my my, my three burner thing. Yeah, the whole no, yeah I see that now. So my wife actually, my wife actually went and made me go do that. She made me, she made me like, what are you doing? You know, you can serve more people this whole bit. Just, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I you know, really appreciate my wife for, yeah. for being supportive on this journey. You know, she's, 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 um, she's Blackfoot and, and Cherokee. So she's not okay. Apache other than, other than being married to me. So no, yeah. you're, you're, you're a Cherokee now too. Yeah. <laughs> but for her to go and embrace that and say, Hey, you know what, this is, you need to go do this. She told me I had to mm-hmm. go buy these things with, with my Home Depot card. But I was like, no, I thought I was doing okay. But I was like, no, you're not. she kind of got mad at it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so now I have more stuff to put on my truck. Now I'm like, oh, no, I got to get a Johnny truck. I got to get a big old, big old <laughs> truck like Johnny has for to haul all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the way you pack, because like it doesn't look like you have a lot of stuff. And then the way you, I don't know, I guess the way you pack it is, damn, he's got a lot of the whole kitchen over there <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like three 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 uh three um things of food and then like, yeah uh, i still bring my oven and then i bring bring my my stove stuff and everything's all packed pretty good mm-hmm. and then i have to throw it out because sometimes it's too hot over there and I'm, yeah I sleep outside so i sleep with my truck mm-hmm. no tan <laughs> huh? i just sleep right in the truck yeah uh, sometimes no like last time i, I actually slept with a broad fan and, and oh, you okay. know slept in they slept in the cab area but sometimes like, ah, oh, I just got to, I can't, I got, I got to, you know, I'm out there the whole time. I'm yeah. usually not going to somebody's house to shower. I think, I think your uncle told me to go shower one time. Yeah. I, one time I did, but a lot of times I'm just out there. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to cook. So yeah. breakfast would be ready to cook, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. right. So I'm, I'm out there constantly cooking and then I'm like, oh, I need a shower. Mm-hmm. So I actually bought a portable shower for me to bring. Yeah. If I have to use it next time, but so last night my your uncle said, "Oh, come over and, and take a shower." Yeah, so I did that at night. Thank, uh, thank the creator. So I told him to, to go take a shower because being out there with the with all the dirt and the dust and the bugs yeah. biting you, I'm like, wow, lasting for four days, right? Right. Like, oh my god, from Thursday to yeah to Monday, I don't know how I was going to do that. And especially <laughs> cooking all those four days, right. man. Damn. Right. It's and so hot. I always forget to pack a. Uh, I'm, sometimes I'm always forgetting. My my wife even says, "Hey, you're you gonna bring an easy up." I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't think I need it." And then by the time I'm there, I'm like, "Because I'm, <laughs> I'm out there in the sun and the whole bit." Oh yeah, I've I've seen you out there. You, it's some days it's hot, man. Is it? I think it was uh, Johnny's dance that you were there. It it was hot that day, and I remember being out there and uh, holding the basket for my son because he was gonna be a little late. Man, it was hot. And I was yeah. like, I see, I, and then I see like you and, you know, the cooks out there cooking. I'm like, man, like it's, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fire on you. Yeah, it's and hot. It's not only that, it's whenever they put the, the ash, when they're making the ash spray, yeah. the fire's all around the cabin. Yeah. Oh, man. And they got that tin out there. That tin <laughs> makes it hot too. 
Are you all the tins around yeah. there? Right? And I was like, that's why I brought my fan with them. I think, I think Lisa took it over. Because then the fan, the, 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 the solar fan up there. Yeah. The next thing you know, I, I left and they came back and it was turned towards the cooks. And I didn't touch it. I was like, you know, let them have it. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> no, but it's good times. And then I think I, I really appreciate uh, you, know, you, your family, for, mm-hmm. for really accepting me back to. Uh, to be amongst our people and it yeah. really means a lot all joking aside it really means a lot to me and mm-hmm. it it's it's amazing that um i didn't know i was i was going to be part of something right um because i don't see myself as that mm-hmm. um i don't see myself i see myself just as uh, just non-extraordinary or just a normal person yeah. that's trying to get along in this world mm-hmm. but um to see your uh, to see uh, your for your family has actually embraced me a lot, and it's 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 very it means so much to me. I can't I can't really explain it. Yeah. Um, you know, because I really feel like you know you're uh, like you're part of my family. Like I'm right. part of your family. That's what it really feels like. And mm-hmm. and you're always said that you're you're you know your family now. Like a lot of people say that. And even Johnny calls me uncle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I start laughing, and you know, but I feel that, and 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 uh, I don't like people ask me, "Hey, how do you how do you go how do you go back to the reservation? How do you how do you go back to meet your people, especially displaced Apache?" Yeah, and I said, "One, you have to go back with humility that you don't know anything," mm-hmm. and and I did, and I said, "You have to go back to if you were raised anyway." And this is what I was doing as I go back to how my great grandmother and my father raised us is be quiet. Right. You know? <laughs> Not ask any questions. That and that's really hard. Yeah. That's really hard to explain to people that, that aren't from that, yeah. from that culture, right? And is because they want to ask questions. Right. They want to. They think it's their right. They think it's this and they think it's very, very innocuous, like very innocent questions sometimes, like, no, no, don't ask anything. Right. And that I don't even know how to explain that mm-hmm. um, because your uncle said, "Hey, Robert, you're, you're because he you know, the first time he did it, he goes, hey, Robert, you're you're coming the right way. This is the way people should be doing it.'" Mm-hmm. And I didn't miss. I'm just being me, right? Yeah. I'm just being me and how I was taught when I was younger. And I don't know how to explain this to other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, other than just be very humble in that. Yeah. And everything's learning because I'm I'm learning when I'm around our people. I'm like I'm. I'm trying to absorb everything, right? right? From from how your mannerisms are, from ceremony to where you're mm-hmm. walking to, all these different things. But I'm not asking, right? Um, I don't, and I don't know how to tell people. Don't ask; he'll come to you when you're ready, mm-hmm. or somebody's going to see it, or somebody, or your son's going to see it, or somebody's going to see it, and they're going to give it to you. And the one thing I do say is like, hey, if you ask, if you don't do it, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. people don't believe me. They like. Well, they, they, you know, this, that, like, you, this is, this is kind of not right. mainstream America, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know, like, like, you, you, how do you explain it to people outside of the reservation from your side? I, I don't even know. I, I, I lose track. I can't, I can't explain to them because they kind of think it's wrong that they should be able to ask whatever questions they want. Yeah. I, I, I've had some people ask me like, oh, why, why do you do this? Why do you do that? And I, and I would just be like, you know, you just have to figure it out, you know, <laughs> why we're doing that you know if, if you're going to be involved you got to get that spirituality and figure out why we're doing this and why we're doing that you can't you know like for me um my father my mom they never they never uh really explained they just 
they just did it and like you know they right. they led by example so right. um you know with my mom what she does and what my dad did and so when i have my kids i never really explain to them i just like if 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 i'm gonna sweat he'll sweat you know if i dance he's gonna dance if i sing he's gonna sing you know and so right. just having the leadership like for you you know my uncle uh i'm sure you follow and what he does uh, it's a he's a good one to watch you know and understand and uh, learn from him, you know, because uh, that's the same thing that we do, you know. And so um, from all our elders, just just listening. But yeah, because I don't want to ask, you know, because I, if I ask, that means I, w- I haven't been paying attention. You know, right. and that's, that's the thing I always know that if I if I ask them, the elders or my great uncle is going to be like, oh, he wasn't listening or he wasn't paying attention, you know. And so, again, right. Like, you're right. You just got to keep listening and, you know, pay attention. And and that's one thing that you'll get respect from the people there. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing because yeah. like I don't know how to explain it to people outside yeah. the reservation. I did it, like believe me, because I was raised with this. Yeah. But I really don't know the, the people that have like a little bit of the more colonized educated mind. Yeah. Because, right. You know, the, the education system teaches you to ask questions, right? right. Ask questions for everything. Mm-hmm. And and question everything so you know the truth and you you know that want and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And I and every time I look at me when I see somebody from the outside of the reservation asking questions i like cringe i'm like why are you guys asking questions <laughs> just be, sit in silence right yeah um sit in silence and absorb and spirit and, and bring like and it, and I, I don't think this is outside and, and the spirituality thing is i'm glad you brought that up because i think even my foods my mm-hmm. spirituality is tied in there yeah right um and and everything is tied and and it's not it's not something separate anything outside of the reservation life outside of our people uh, outside of native people um when you get when you start having the colonized mind is you think that there's a separation between your spirituality and what you do in life mm-hmm. like you can choose when your spirituality enters right and and, I don't, and that's the problem is that there's a separation like oh i could be i can only be i can be have spirituality only in ceremony but i'm not going to everywhere else i'm not going to have it yeah which is is that's not how we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? And and I, but it's kind of a, it's kind of separate outside of the reservations. Is how do you how do you explain that to somebody that doesn't accept that, right? Even our own, even our own, our own displaced Apache uh, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, they they don't understand this, right? They're going to come in and ask a bunch of questions. Which is different. I mean, like like my son, you know, he he works out here in the city and and. You know, he goes to the ceremonies on the weekend and his friends, they go, you know, Disneyland or do something like that. And and they ask him, you know, like, what do you what do? You do? You know what I mean? He, he don't know how to explain it. I'm like, you know, my I'm in a whole different world than you guys are, you know, like. Right. So uh, I always told him, like, you know, we, we walk in two, two worlds. And um, as he got older, he realized what I was saying to him, you know, about right. walking in two worlds. You know, and I said, right. you got to have that spirituality. Um, is every day for us, you know, and yes. and for uh, non-natives, it's every Sunday, you know, and, and yeah. so you just gotta, you gotta have that, you know, understanding of, you know, the land and water, and so that's something that we always have, and so he started to understand things like that, and you know, that's how he really got into his his ceremony. And my daughter, you know, she's awesome at her ceremony and all all things that she does. So, just being part of that and learning, it's it's hard to teach the outside about that, you know. See, that's how I feel about my food too. Yeah, is because it's hard to teach outside of yeah. myself the the food, the food portion, because to me the 
my food is a very spiritual side of, mm-hmm. of what right. healed me, right? So like, it's not, it's not just my, the food that healed me, but I, you know, like they go back to that voice I heard. It, it was there for a reason. I heard it for a reason. Right. And it was, it, it, it brought me this far and the foods I learned and the foods I, I, I did and use and everything were a result of these things, which is all, all part of that spiritual connection mm-hmm. that, that actually, I always talk about, I said this, I think I said this at the last time I was at, at uh, Oak Flat. I said, Oak Flat uh, brought me there. Right. It wasn't me. I was called there. And, you know, it's weird because I didn't speak like this. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, I started hearing myself. Why do you say kind of kook or something? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% like I was a very, um, how do you say matter of factly like matter uh denying it like denying or i'm trying to see okay is this my brain playing tricks on me is these different things but just the things that happen at oak flat mm-hmm. and, and being called there and, and this whole journey i've been on mm-hmm. ever since i heard that voice is very surreal and i don't it's been a very spiritual journey for me mm-hmm. um which started like seven years ago right and it's it's only been getting better and better and and I feel myself actually be drawn away from corporate America. Right. So I have like a dilemma at times. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I'm selling technology and I'm fighting technology after in, on yeah. my Apache side. Right. right. So I'm like, I feel it. Believe me, I feel it big time. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think it's coming to a, to a head end really quick. Yeah. I could feel it. So. Um, That's what you mean, yeah. but you know that spirituality like how do you how do you even explain that Mm -hmm. um even if i was to tell people like uh yeah i put my spirituality in in, uh you know my patch spirituality and you know it's an everyday thing i don't i don't just say i'm gonna do it with my food i'm not and it's like it's i've recognized that it's it's part of my being my whole my whole thing the way i think the way the way i interact with people yeah um and and even why I can't do something or why something presents to me and this whole interconnection between everything. Um, I don't, I don't know how to explain that other than sounding like a weird cultish kind of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to them, to the outside. Yeah. But to us, I'm like, yeah, you know, speaking. Yeah. To you, like I can talk about it. You know, I yeah. talk about it. like, I heard, you know, I heard the story, like you're, I was called by, you know, if I could say this is I was called like your uncle told me, like I was called because of prayers over there at mm-hmm. uh, Oak Flat. Right. And, to realize that like prayers were done for, for healing and stuff like that. And, and I came later, I came like a month later or something like that mm-hmm. is, it's just to understand that and then go there and then feel the same things of, of like, wow, these, these were our people. And I've actually went there and experienced a lot of things that look like that. I'm, I'm just not going to talk about them, but right. it's even by myself without even before I even met, met your family mm-hmm. is I didn't have any, idea. I had no idea. Right. And it's 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 definitely I would say this for all Apache people is you have to go there once. Right. You have to right. go there with an open heart, an open mind. Um, lose your 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 your, your colonized self and go mm-hmm. to Oak Flat at least once. Um, it'll it'll change you. Yeah, it'll change you. 
That's right. uh, and not just for my foods, but just to to go there. <laughs> like yeah, if you go there during this during the dome flat ceremony, you're gonna you're gonna eat my food. You just watch, yes. find me in the truck, and, yes. and all the people around me. Usually, I'm over there. Last time I was over there with your, with your uncle in his area, right? Right. So, but uh, yeah, I just like, if you see, I'm usually in the cook area. So if you go to Oak flat, just go go there. Just and I, I really wish I could bring. I keep wanting to bring more Apache, but I think especially more more people that are, are Chiricahua or even just regular you know Apache from really displaced. Yes. But I think they're scared. Like there's, maybe there's some, they're scared or something. I don't know if it's yeah. scared is the right word, but, or because a lot of people will claim Apache here in LA, but they don't go to any ceremony. Yeah. Right. And I find that very, well, I'm the same way. I always call myself Apache too, but I didn't go to ceremony either. But you know, it feels like it's closed to, from the outsider. Right. Right. And I think even when it was opened up to the public, um, people, like well, like if your uncle opened up the first one I went to, he would call the was was for the flat supporters to go, and I didn't know what to expect. But I went in there with humble with the humbleness, right? And I just don't I don't think the outside world knows how to do that, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it's almost similar. It's similar to food. Like the outside world doesn't know how to do with the foods. How do you how do you change these things? These, mm-hmm. these views of food. And it's very, to me, it's very similar. Like, how do you get the outside world to really respect the land? If they respect the land and the water, they're going to respect the food because that's where the food comes from. Right. Because people just think the food comes from the supermarket, right? Right. But, yes. like, it, mm-hmm. if you if you have all these lands and the land is no longer producing these, these and you're just genetically making foods that can grow anywhere, mm-hmm. it's no longer pulling from the ground. And, like, even when I went to, when I went to, uh, uh, Mount Graham and, and with your uh, with uh, I, I I pulled onions. The taste of the onions there are taste like the earth. Right, you could taste it, and you're mm-hmm. not going to get that when you buy. It. Like I go buy, I could go buy onions at the at the store. I'm not going to get that same taste. Right, and you know how do you get people? I made a stir fry out of those things, and my stir fry that stir fry I can't replicate mm-hmm. because the onions on that. I can't, that taste of the onion is not in the, uh, in that stir fry. If mm-hmm. I make one, a new one, mm-hmm. but how do you get people to appreciate that? Right. right. Cause you can't mass produce that either because that onion is pulling from all the other plants that are around there, the interconnection between all the plants, the water that came there, you know, the, the, the water from the, from the, from mm-hmm. the, the clouds and everything, but I can't, you can't mass produce that. Yeah. Cause that's, that's why it tastes like that is from all that. So yeah. Right. 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 I see what you mean. So, like, how do you get people that are not connected to the land to really appreciate that? Like, even our even our, our displaced Native American brothers and sisters, like, do they really um, embrace the land? Like, like, mm-hmm. do they really experience that? And right. I, I hear a lot of the elders talk about this sometimes. And, you know, I'm sitting there listening to a lot. And they talk about, you know, a lot of the displaced, even on the reservation. Like, the reservation wasn't really all Apache land, right? Different Apache. Yeah. And so like being sure we're like, oh, that's not really uh we were like more <laughs> this way and always in the mountains. Yeah. And, like so you think about that and like, well, what happens if we were to go back? Like what happens if our people being sure were able to go back to where we were we were supposed to be mm-hmm. and and partake of the foods that were there. Right. Those areas. Just imagine the healing that would take place just for our own people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's you know there has to be a step towards that 
And hopefully my food is that step towards that. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah. Your food is very, uh, it's, it's very good medicine and um, feels good when you eat it. And you, we just got to, got to get back to that, you know, and you being there, it, it does help a lot. Maybe I, maybe I just need to partner with a bunch of people and start a, a whole food chain restaurant. Yes. Right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call it, uh, Matanta, Matanta burgers or something like that. How's that? I just like, a, I get it cause I know like everybody say I should open up restaurants and yeah. this whole bit. I just, my, my actual passion is that it's, oh, I, I don't mind the work. I'm like, you see it like what I yeah. do. I don't mind doing that, but I just don't for it. Like truthfully is, if I go towards that, and I said this to, I said this to um, my wife the other day, I said I feel if I make it commercial, if I try to make my foods profitable, I'm taking that spirituality away, right. and that's why I don't want. It. Yeah. Like I'd rather be an advisor if they know don't do that, right? I'd rather be the person saying, here, this is how you're going to make it, and if you strive for this, that's your fault, mm -hmm. right? And I'll, I'll tell you it's not, but I don't want to be the person to make that decision. Oh, I uh, either I'm going to shut down the business because I can't be profitable, yeah. or I'm going to change my recipe to be profitable. I, I don't want. I don't want that because um, my foods are. If you look at it, it's, they're pretty like It's like if I was to sell my tamale, the time and the, what I put in there is probably like a five dollar tamale. Right. <laughs> Unless I can buy in bulk, I was like, yeah, uh, really a five dollar tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, truthfully, maybe I'd probably be about a five dollar tomorrow. Yeah, um, you know, just for everything that I put into it, you know, time and time and everything else. Um, you know, half of that is probably uh, uh, the ingredients just by itself. But you can go buy tamales, just regular tamales for like fifty cents a pop or whatever. Yeah, dollar. Right. And like, you could have five people. You can buy five tamales before you buy buy one of mine. Which one are people gonna come in? gonna buy hmm. right so that's why i know that's that's the real reason why i don't want to open up a restaurant yeah that's a good reason yeah i, I really don't want that that commercial colonized yeah input into into oh just add this and you can sell more like, yeah that's i don't want it to be corrupted in that I can make a bulk in, in size that. or something like that yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> right like add salt like like <laughs> so so funny thing is, like, I, who was I talking to the lid or I'll say, I don't remember one of them at the last, the last thing I went to, I think it was the lake. And uh, it's with my stew. Got the salt. I'm like, you didn't even taste my food. You put salt in there. They just start laughing. <laughs> yeah. Because they know I don't cook with salt. Yeah. Like, automatically, you put salt. Like, you don't even taste it. Mm -hmm. um, is, and so, you know, that, like, putting putting salt into things as a preservative, you know, and a little bit, I just can't. I yeah. can't knowingly do yeah. that when i'm going to give it to to somebody that i care about especially your family like i really yeah. love them and I, I care about them so much i can't see myself giving them something that i know is bad for them right i can't do it I, like that, there's no way if i ever did that then kick me out <laughs> say get out of here you don't welcome here anymore i do but remember I, when you gave my son uh way well, yeah, you gave him i think it was beef stew or whatever uh what, what, what you made there and he took a bite and he was like Oh, it's good. And then you're like, "What? You thought it was gonna be bad?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh no!" Like, I just, but that was, he was just—that's what he just says. You know, it's funny. I'm like, "Why are you doing it? Come on now!" And I started laughing. I just thought—I'm joking. Dude. I'm very yeah. serious. I, yeah, I know. About that. I'm, I'm joking a lot. It's like I think it's funny because I think that that expression yeah. that everybody has, like, "Hey, this is pretty good." This, yeah. This is like because I know what it's like. Like I know that. People are expecting the food to really taste 
yeah. healthy. Yeah. And when you say, when you talk about healthy food, it doesn't taste very well. Yeah. Right. And, and I just, that's why I always want to, I, I want to just put my food out there. Yeah. Like I want to just put it out. I, I want I want to try to put it out there and then have to have my food blessed and then people just grab it. Cause I think I'm going to try to work towards that mm. and then just have people grab it off the table because normally you have to come to another side. Right? Yeah. So, but if I go put it on the table, I have to, I have to like have to time it just right. So it goes out at the same time and then, and then, Hey, bless the food during this and then just put it out there for people yeah. to do without knowing that they're eating healthy food. Yeah. Right. And I, cause I, I've done that out here in this side, I put like, mm-hmm. I made my carnitas, I made my tamales and I just put them out there. Mm-hmm. And then at the other day, I'm like, Oh, those are vegan or those are that. I'm like what? Like everybody <laughs> didn't know. Like they were shocked. Yeah. And you know, cause they had multiples. Cause normally mm-hmm. with like vegan, vegan food, like you come to LA or I don't know if they have vegan tacos over there. I don't like their vegan tacos there. I think mm-hmm. mine are better. I'm like, I don't want to taste. It doesn't taste like a taco. Yeah. It tastes like vegan taco. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, it's all about taste. Yep. All about taste. It's all mm-hmm. about tricking that brain of ours yes. to really think that it's good. Like, like you're, like you're so. <laughs> like, like I met Way at one time. Like when I first went to the first run. Yeah. Actually, him and I were lost. Um, <laughs> going, going to the, going to old San Carlos. And yeah. We had to wait for Vanessa. So I think it was him, him and I think your, your your daughter too. I think there was them. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think because I know yeah. I remember Way. Yeah, we got lost. <laughs> going up there, it was like Carlos, and we're like, hey, but that's had to come get us because I think we made a we made a right and we should have made a left. Yeah, yeah. So then I think that's when he, I want to show you that's really when he first tried my foods because I on that run, I think I made, I made tamales. I also made pozole. I made a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. I just didn't tell people. Mm-hmm. So like the well, I think you tried you tried the pozole or did you try the manila? I think I tried the pozole. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about it? Was it okay? It was. I mean, it tastes like pasole. It tastes good. You know, it didn't taste like, <laughs> like it was. You know, healthy yeah. pasole. It was. It was regular. Yeah, just just without you're missing the hominy because yeah. I put hominy right. Yeah. And uh, there's a bits and pieces of, of the seed of the uh, of the of, of jackfruit that I put in there mm-hmm. that people think it's hominy. Oh it's yes, not. yes. I start laughing like, no, I don't eat corn, so no hominy. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Like it is trying to trick, trick mm-hmm. the brain into, into doing it right. But none of these foods exist outside of me making them. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and actually the soul is pretty cheap to make. It's almost mm-hmm. the same recipe. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, other than the jackfruit is the only thing and I'm, I'm doing it without the, without the, uh, without the, the meat, of course, mm-hmm. but you know, I may make the, I make the sauce from scratch. Everything's from scratch Wow. from the, from making Good. the chilies. I'm doing the chilies and, and doing that whole bit, my tamales, everything is from scratch. Even the the, the sauce is all from scratch. I'm taking the dried chilies and yeah. roasting them a bit and then rehydrating them. And then I'm, but I'm not going to do like my, 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 uh, she said, my, my great grandmother, I'm not going to do like her where, you know, she didn't choose the chilies and did it in the, in the oh, grinder. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to use my blender. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to sit there and do it. I'll put 10 hours on my, yeah. by the time I'm done. But you know, yeah, like the, old, the old ladies, yeah. old ladies used to grind that stuff, right? Yep. Like I can't do that. I put it in my blender. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always asking, like, if I could bring you something, and, and what would you want me to bring Yeah. that I don't normally bring? Like, what is a food no. that you would say, hey, I think you would just have to just bring it. I mean, because like I would never try to stir fry, you know, at the time. 
or the beef, the beef stew you had, you know, or the tamales. I never, I never would have tried it and you just brought it, you know? So I think, I think anything that you make, I know it's going to be good. It's just, you know, like what's my favorite, you know, what's going to be my favorite. So have you, you tried my, uh, my chorizo? No, I, ha- I haven't tried that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got to try it. You're going to have to come during the breakfast time. Yeah. I'll come breakfast time. Oh. Cause I make it's homemade chorizo. Okay. It, it's, it's all natural. So no soy, no, no, nothing like that. So everybody's like, how are you making that? Like, hey, uh, I can't eat soy. I can't eat. I can't eat meat. So I kind of, I got to figure it's not much for me either. Yeah. So that's why I was like, like, like and you see your uncle. He 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 likes the stir fry. So I, yeah. I happen to be the stir fry, right? Yeah. But have you have you tried one of my burgers? Um, no. You know what? Burgers is my favorite. So if we see you in a couple of weeks, bring let's bring some burgers. Yeah. Like I always I told Johnny, because I told Johnny, hey, you want a messy burger? He didn't know what that meant by yeah. that. And he goes, yeah, give me a messy one. Did I put an egg on it? <laughs> he like, he bit into it and the egg was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know what you meant by a messy burger. They and then I usually make burger. the fries, too. Yeah, and then I make a fry, like the uh, uh, purple sweet potato fry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like your uncle really, well, the first time I made it from like, hey, here's a burger and here's a fries. And he was like, I can eat this. So I'm like, yeah, I can eat this. This is, this is a diabetic yeah. friendly burger and fries and even my ketchup he goes i could have ketchup i'm like yeah here. yeah and usually bring him a goodie box like here because i know you can't get this stuff on the rice yeah right so i'm like hey here's here's some stuff uh, for you <laughs> all right Rob. well you know what uh i can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks and then let's get another episode going next time again because this, this was fun I, I like, especially I like talking about food and I like talking about spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I really enjoy it. I really look forward to it. I think everything, everything came to, you know, me getting my teeth pulled, like when you called me, yeah. I, I really think that had meaning. I don't think I was ready to do a podcast right. at that point. Um, I think there was like a stuff going on in, in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the timing is just right because next week I'm going to be in the I really think that it goes back to that spirituality connection yeah. and, and and one that I not just have have with that people but with your family right and uh, I do miss when I'm not around them believe right. me there you, you guys are always in my thoughts and my prayers um and mm-hmm. when I wake up when you know I just I I, uh, I feel like you're 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 um, my lost family that I've found mm-hmm. um and uh, and I want to I want to give everything that I have to help right as much as you guys want it even when you guys don't want it. <laughs> well, thanks, Robert. We really enjoy you over there, man. We really take you in as family, too. So, yeah, thank, thank you very much for all the food you bring. Thank you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. All right, Robert. Good talking to you. You too. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So that was Robert, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, he's one of my good friends that uh, my uncle Wenzel had taken and once once I took him in, then we all, you know, he became family. So um, I want to thank him very much for all the food he brings, um, all the medicine that he brings, and, and he brings a lot to our family. So, all right, well, we'll see you guys again, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast. If you guys want to keep up with the podcast in general, what you could do is follow the social media account. The Instagram account is going to be Fight for Our Existence. Again, that's Fight Number Four Our Existence. Go ahead and give that a follow. And if you guys have any questions for us or you guys would like to be on the podcast in the Instagram, there's a link. Go ahead and click that. 
no matter what kind of platform you guys are listening to this podcast on there's always that plus or that follow button so go ahead and click that so you guys can get notifications when we upload our next episode and if you guys are listening on spotify what you can do is go ahead and rate the show and if you guys are only listening on apple Podcasts, what you can also do is write a review for the show thank you all for tuning into the fight for existing podcast and we will talk to you next time